I'm a gun lover, a veteran, and a family man. I believe in the Second Amendment and responsible gun ownership. I'm Skip, and this is Gunsmoke. Hey y'all, we're back. Got a lot of people been talking to me about how you zero a rifle. Uh, just get your scope and get everything ready and honed out and all this other stuff. Well, I'm going to cover it and I'm going to be quick. There's a lot here to, to tackle. So, uh, zero your rifle scope. You can do it quickly and easily. There are a lot of some basic skills in life that everyone should have. How to change a tire, how to sharpen a knife, how to tie your shoes. Well, sure, you could have someone else do it for you, but it's better just to learn the skill for yourself. The same can be said for zeroing the rifle scope. It's quick, it's easy, and you'll never need to rely on someone else for it uh, to do it for you. Now let's talk about uh, how we're going to cover the, the important aspects of zeroing uh, you need to know. Now from basic terminology, the actual steps involve getting your rifle on target. You'll get a good grasp on what it takes to zero any scope. If you want to learn to zero a scope, I'm going to bet that you're either a very new shooter or at least uh, had very new optics. Either way, let's cover some of the terms uh, and other basic info that need to help you down the road. Now, POI versus POA. Very simple. Point of impact, where your bullet hits. And your point of aim, where you're aiming at. And they're both exactly sound what they sound like. Point of impact, where your round's going to hit the target. Point of aim is where your reticle is on the target. Now, turret, turrets, uh, they come in many flavors, but you should have some common characteristics. Turrets turn and should be marked with hash marks and maybe numbers. Each mark should be one click, and you should, uh, should be able to feel the turret's detent literally click as you turn the turret. Some are more clicky than others, though, but the cheaper the scope, the less likely you're going to hear good firm clicks. So cheap you get paid for what you get now each of those marks and clicks correspond to how much your reticle moves while it depends on your scope most common adjustment increments are one quarter moa one half moa and 0.1 mils now normally your turret on the cap at a, uh, on the cap for the turret wait a minute here normally on your turret on the cap for the turret will tell you how much your clicks are now moa versus mil now, for zeroing your scope, it really doesn't matter if you're in mils or MOA. Now, if you're counting on trying, uh, trying to math your way to zero, then you'll need to know your scope is what it's calibrated in. But that's about it. Yards versus meters. All, ki all kind kinds of like MOI and MIL. It's not critical what unit of measurement you use. Keep in mind that moment of aim and mils are angular measurements uh, they, and they can both be used in either yards or meters. It, it just changes the math a little bit. Normally MOA is going to be in yards and this is the most common measurement in general. Whatever unit you pick, stick with it. It's important to keep things consistent so that you don't have to do conversion after conversion. Now bullets travel in an arc, kind of, but not really. But anyway, something you might uh, might have been told or might 
think yourself is that bullets travel in an arc. That's not really true. Well, sort of. Now, if you're aiming level, your bullet will not rise significantly before falling. Uh, gravity is uh, going to do whatever gravity does and start pulling the bullet down to earth as soon as it leaves the barrel. Now, the bullet fired level to the ground and the bullet dropped from the same height will hit the ground at the same time. Now, where the arc comes from is how we aim because we know gravity is a thing and it is consistent and it's easy to account for. Now when you zero your rifle you're generally zeroing it so that the barrel is angled upwards and away from you while your line of sight remains flat on the target the barrel is pointed slightly up. Now when you fire uh, the bullet leaves the barrel traveling upward first then starts to fall thus giving an arc. We can exploit this for our own gain, but we'll talk about that later. Now, what distance should you zero at? Well, before you hit the range, think about what distance you want to zero your rifle. Normally, standard is generally 100 yards for a centerfire rifle and 25 to 50 yards for a 22 rimfire rifle. If you're not sure what to zero your rifle at or want to make it easy, just pick one of those. Now, honestly, Unless you're trying to be fancy, it doesn't matter which one you choose. If you want to go to a deeper, go into it a little deeper though, you might consider the maximum point blank ranging method. Now, that is, remember six sentences a long ago. We said you could exploit the arc for gain. Well, this is how. Draw a straight line through your ballistic arc, and the lines will intersect twice. Once closer to you and once further away. Now the, this gives you two zeroing points such as 25 yards slash 300 or 36 yards slash 300. Now, and it goes on and on and on. MPBR is the range that your rifle can shoot with minimal elevation change. Note this is not for precision shooting. This is for a kill shot shooting. Think of it this way. If a white tier deers a white-tailed deer's heart and lung area is roughly a seven-inch circle, it's not really critically important if you hit the top or the bottom of that circle. With a little ballistics math, you can zero your rifle so that the distance out to 200 to 300 yards or even 400 yards, your shot elevation will be within that arc, that circle rather. Um, when you're in the field, just account for wind and point and click on the center of your target to uh, fill your freezer, so to speak. Now, this is also how military uh, zeros work, normally called battle site zeros. 25 to 300 meters and 36 to 300 uh, yards are, are the U.S. Army and the Marine standards for 5.56 NATO, and they work the same as an MPBR. Now, Keep in mind that MPBR only works if you're, you have good data to use the same ammo consistently. If you zero with a 30-06 M2 ball, then uh, hunt with 30-06 Hornady ELDX, and your zero is, uh, is going to be wrong. Now, so it's, it's what you got to do. The weight of the bullet has a lot to do with it, too. So if you want to dive into why and how behind it all, take a look at the best AR-15 battle site zeros. And uh, look it up. You'll find it. And just, but for now, just trust the magic. You understand?
Now, I use MPBR for my home defense rifle off a 25 to 225 yard zero. Now, uh, from zero yards to 250 yards, I never, uh, I'm never more than three inches high or low from my aim point. My rifle does have a red, uh, this, one of my rifles has a red dot, so at 250 yards, it's at the upper limit, of, and I ain't going to push it any further than that. Now, what about really long ranges, 100 yards for center fire, 25 to 50 for rim fire? Now, uh, if, unless you're shooting ELDs or something crazy like uh, 2,000 yards, just zero at 100 yards. And... Uh, you're going to be a little low at 200 yards, so just aim about an inch high, and you're going to be in the bark. Now, there's no real average to at zeroing past 100 yards, even for long-range shooting, and 100 yards gives you an easy base to go off of. Unless you can't, and if you're using a 20 to 30 or more MOA base, you might have a problem. Now, 20, 30, 40 MOA bases, rails, and rings. Now, Okay, we're starting to get into the weeds here, but bear with us. Now, if your scope ring's base or rail says 20, 30, or 40, it's really anything more than zero MOA. This means it's machined on an incline to allow you to use more of your uh, scope's internal elevation adjustment. In other words, it's actually slightly lowering or raising the front. Now, for center fire, 20 MOA is pretty common. For rim fire, 20 to 40 MOA can be found. If your bases, rails, uh, slash rings don't mention MOA or say zero MOA, then they are machined normally and you don't have to worry about this problem. Generally, I would recommend that you simply avoid the issue unless you know that you need it. If you're not sure, then assume you don't need it. If you do use one of one and cannot zero at 100 yards, zero at 200 yards. There is uh, probably two dozen or so different ways of zeroing your scope. None of them are wrong, but some of them are easier than others. All of them are pretty quick and painless, though. It's so it really comes down to personal preference. Now, having zeroed uh, loads of optics in my my time. Uh, I've tried many of the methods and have gradually built what I like the best. So there's the no-tech methods regarding, uh, regardless if uh, where your final zero will land, your first step is just get it on the paper. Now, on paper meaning your point of aim and your point of impact is close enough that you, uh, you're at least on the target. It's always best to zero the scope using the firm rests. Don't try to stand and just shoot. Put it, on a, put it on a bag or put it on your bipod. Don't try to do this offhand, unsupported. Get some bags, shoot off of them, or use the shooting bench. Use the shooting rest. Use whatever you want. Just support the rifle. I normally use the front of a bag or a bipod and the rear uh, bag after I just, just stabilize the gun sitting on the bench. But anyway... Uh, simple way of doing this is to shoot first at a relatively short range and then work your way back to your zero distance and uh, I'm going no tech I start with 25 yards aim for the bullseye take a shot and with your rifle still needing on the rest in a secured position or place your crosshair back on the bullseye then adjust your turrets until they are over the shot 
while moving the rifle as little as possible. This takes uh, firm and steady hands, but once you do it a couple of times, it's super easy. Aim at the bullseye again and take another shot and confirm zero. Readjust as needed. Uh, do it right and you can zero rifle in in just four or five shots. Once you're at 25 yards, you normally move your target back to 50 or, or if you want a final zero uh, to be at uh, whatever end of the range you're at. Now, math and counting. Now, if you find that your hand isn't steady enough for this method, then switch to a target that has a grid on it. The target with a grid makes inches uh, a lot easier. Uh, once you count how far off your point of impact is from your aim point, you can uh, just convert the number into clicks and adjust your scope based on that. For example, if you're using an MOA scope and a uh, 25 MOA click adjustments at 25 yards, and your shot is 3 inches low, 2 inches to the left. 1 inch at 100 yards is roughly 1 MOA. At 25 yards, 1 MOA is a quarter inch. 3 inches at uh, 25 yards. So, what would could be... Uh, 12, you would be 12 MOA low. Now 12 times 4 is 48 clicks. Adjust up normally counterclockwise, but check your scope to follow the, follow the arrows, 48 clicks. For inches to the left, 2 inches at 25 yards is 8 MOA, 30 clicks, 32 clicks, right? And you should be pretty much on target. Now personally, I hate that method because the numbers and the math and counting are a pain in the ass and I've tried it I can't do it but hey if your brain works better with numbers go for it if you want to learn more about MOA learn about Mills take a look at the MOA versus MRAD article that would be in Pew Pew magazine now low-tech method if you want to skip needing paper and a gun at short range you might want to look into bore sighting me I have zeroed and re-zeroed a lot of guns and a lot of scopes so I have a Wheeler Pro Boresight kit and it was worth every penny of the hundred bucks I spent and uh, if you want to go to a cheaper option there are decent ones out there in the 20-ish range uh, they have a ton more on info on the best laser bore sights here in Pew, uh, they have on Pew Pew uh, Tactical. Now simply install the Boresight kit per the instructions turn it on and zero your range, range adjust your scope and uh, so you can so that the dot matches the crosshairs in your scope. Uh, with this, you should be pretty close to a true zero and more definitely on paper. Then just zero your scope like normal, and you're good to go. Now, as you can probably guess, use a bore sight with a uh, 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 use a bore sight and the two shot zero method. I normally bore sight at home and then final zero at the range. I have a, a back wall that uh, is exactly 55 yards from my back door and it's easy for me to stand at the, in the dining room with a rifle pointed at a piece of paper. I uh, keep it in a ziplock and stick it on the base of the wall. But uh, this is, there's some interesting stuff. Some people will go to the range and they'll, they'll take the bolt out of the gun and I've done that a number of times and you just stabilize the gun on a on a lead sled or sandbags or whatever and then you 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 put you set the gun up so you're looking down the bore of the rifle at the bullseye and then adjust your scope accordingly and uh 
then I've, it's at least on the paper, and then you can move it kind of like, like um, you know, move left, down, like an etch sketch you know, that sort of trip, you know, and you can get it on the paper. That's the poor man's foresight. And I've done it more times than I can count. But anyway, if uh, that helped you out a little bit, I had some mistakes. I'm just in a hurry today. But uh, if you've got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to shoot me an email at uh, gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M, smoke, all lowercase, please. And uh, also check us out on our Facebook page. I'd like to see what you guys are doing. Got any thoughts, ideas, something that we can use here on the on the podcast? And it'd be greatly appreciated. Plus, we make more friends that way. So, until the next time, y'all take care. <laughs>